Hi, I'm Matt Dole from The Mavises, The Blow Waves, Video Video, and my solo stuff. And I'd like to invite you to join me and my psychedelic sidekick, Dr. Gonzo, on a musical exploration on And This One's Introduced By on Community Radio 3CR. Dr. Gonzo, and this one's introduced by is a 60-minute program where we listen to tracks from an album introduced by the artist who made the album. Thanks for listening, and this one's introduced by Earlier in 2022, Paulie Stewart invited me to George Lane Bar for the launch of the Unplugged in St Kilda podcast presented by Sally Moore. As part of the entertainment, Matt Thomas, who was billed as Matt Doll, performed an acoustic set, and I was impressed by the intensity and exuberance of his performance. Matt readily agreed to record introductions to his songs from his career that encompasses several musical styles. Matt Thomas formed his first band, The Mavises, in Ballarat, with his sister Becky as young teenagers in 1987. They went on to sign to Mushroom Records in the 90s with four ARIA nominations and winning two APRA awards. Adopting a new stage name, Matt Doll, in 2006, he toured Europe and released an album with his rock electro band, The Blow Waves. He's currently writing, singing and releasing music as a solo artist and with his synth-based trio, Video Video. Matt's musical ventures can be found on Bandcamp and Matt Thomas is here with Dr Gonzo to introduce his music on And This One's Introduced By on Community Radio 3CR. Hi, I'm Matt Dole and you're listening to And This One's Introduced By where the artist, myself, introduces tracks from their musical history. So I'm going to do a uh, compilation of all the songs I've written, my favourite songs, whittled down to 20 of my favourite songs, over the last 30 years on 3CR, right here. My first band, I started when I was 17, maybe 16, uh, with my sister, it's called The Mavises. And uh, we started in Ballarat, so late 1987, so I'm going to date myself, and I'm proud of that. <laughs> um, we kind of started as like the underage kids band, really, and that turned into a 14-year career um, and making music. So I'm going to choose music from the Mavises and also from the following bands up until now. So I'll explain that along the way, my songwriting journey. But the first song I've chosen, I think I wrote in 1993 in Fitzroy somewhere. But um, we recorded that song in 1995, came out in 96 and uh, my sister sung the lead vocal on it, and it's called Thunder, and it's from our album Venus Returning. And I, there's a there's a beautiful guitar sound in there. That I bought this guitar from Brunswick Street, Fitzroy. Around that time, it was a Maiden Firebird, beautiful twelve string, older than me, like it's, it's from the late sixties. And um, so that song features that guitar features on this song, and um, 
yeah, we, we played this song pretty much live in the studio. That whole album is pretty much a live feel. So um, here it is, Thunder by the Mavises. The next song I've chosen is uh, called Seesaw, which is, I guess, one of the first love songs I, I wrote. That's, um, I still think it's a sweet song, and I'd come up with, I'd come up with different tunings. I think that was one of those songs that I'd tune the guitar in a ridiculous kind of way, and 
and um, but came up with these these beautiful this beautiful chord structure and um, the band really just played what the song needed. So it was very stripped back, and um, my sister did a a beautiful subtle harmony as well. And so it's just kind of a raw um, a raw take really. It's called Seesaw, uh, released in nineteen ninety. Uh, five, six, <laughs> written in ninety three. Waiting on your window pane, my. Fingers are cold Cause I can't feel you anymore Say it over again Sing it to myself You're brave There's an angel at the end of My seesaw I'm too scared to it all is stupid, I know, but I don't know you anymore. Say it over again, sing it to myself. You're brave. If you fall down, you can get up for more. song I've chosen is from the same era. I think I wrote this around 95 and it was recorded for our album Venus Returning which came out 95, 96. I remember coming home from a nightclub late, late, late and I writing this track quietly in the kitchen because I had housemates and it was just, I think I was coming down off something because you know that sort of feeling where your, your emotions are very, um, very able to be 
brought down from the gods. I don't know. <laughs> You're lacking sleep. But anyway, we went. My sister always loved the song, so um, we recorded that song last in our recording session um, at Sing Sing Studios. That was when we were signed to Mushroom Records. That so was the first record record label kind of. They came, the record label came in actually. So the, the night before we recorded this track, we had a party in the studio, the band and our producer, and we took a lot of ecstasy. And we danced all night, had lollipops, listened back to what we'd done over the last two weeks, and um, didn't really have any sleep. And then we had to come in. I think we went home and just pretty much came back straight away, or some of us might have even just slept in the studio. We might have even stayed there, I think. And we were... We recorded this track, um, Ghosts of the Night. So emotions were very high as well, or low, both. <laughs> I do recall uh, the record company coming in during this session on the last day to listen to, and they saw us in this state, and we were all <laughs> drug fucked. But to their credit, they actually thought what we'd done was incredible, and they, they sort of didn't know... Um, well, I found out later I spoke to um, Eleanor. She said we, we wasn't expecting the recording to be this beautiful and to be what we'd done, the album. So um, that was nice. But, yeah, we were pretty fried when, when they came in at that stage. <laughs> Naughty kids. But we'd, we'd done our work. So, and it just added to the, to the ambience of that track. And, um, yeah, my sister was coming down, I think, when, when we were recording vocals because... Um, it was, she was, um, I remember her bawling her eyes out. I was in the, trying to sing my part and she's in the, I can see her in the control room in tears because she was very attached to the song as well. And it's, it's, it's quite a, um, a deep song, I guess. And, and we added the waves to it. We added, made it very atmospheric, but I think it really comes through the mood of the song. And I really like the, the way, the timing my sister chose for the, the harmony as well. It's a little bit behind our phrasing it's just um it's very clever that she did that and i still play this song occasionally because it's a a nice open chord song to sing called ghosts of the night Oh 
Uh, the next song I've chosen is from the same era again. Um, a song's called Lever. I guess it's a, one of those relationship sort of um, breakup time machine. If I only had a, you know, I, was, I think I was visualizing that, that, that movie Time Machine <laughs> and a lever to kind of turn back time or something like that. But I used to sing this song around uh, the pubs myself. And then when it came to record the album, I thought it would be a good song to sing, but it would sound much better if my sister sung it. So we changed the key and, um, well, I took the capo off. I think it was just back to what it should have been, really. But um, I remember we cut out a verse or something in the while we were recording it in the middle section in the where she says, our eyes are safer in the dark, um, something worn out. Anyway, we changed the arrangement of it and Beck sort of freeformed the way she sung it, uh, the new way, because I sung it something differently on the demo or something, and it turned out really cool. And I think I used that beautiful old 12-string to do my guitar lines in there as well, which I like the sound of. So, yeah, Lever by the Mavises. Close 
the next track I've chosen is the opening track of our second album uh, called Pink Pills. Uh, I think this the song Snow White Line is kind of sums up the Mavis's quite a bit in one song. Really, there's there's the heavy guitars, there's the um, the, the different tunings I use, there's the counter harmonies, uh, kind of melodic, also tribal sounding. Um, pop, it's it's kind of it's a, a bit of the electronic influence in there as well, which um, it was quite an intense song to record as well because we had a lot of trouble in the studio in Byron Bay. The the console was melting. Grinspoon, another band, had been in there, and they left because the, the desk was melting. Something was um, hooked up wrong. So we came and arrived to start our album, and it was just it was haunted. And it was on sacred ground. This, everything went wrong in this, in this, the first part of our recording of our album. We ended up leaving the, the recording sessions in the middle of the night, like the sound of music. Our record company said, get out. And we, we were almost like walking over the, the mountain, <laughs> climb every mountain sort of thing. We had to sneak out the, there was legal stuff and everything because everything went to shit. But the first half of that album, we, the songs that we did record, that, that was one of the songs that, that there's a lot of tension in it, I remember, um, and there was sort of emotions were high. It was a very volatile kind of time. Um, I think my sister sung the song lying on her back in the studio on, in the, on the floor. I don't know why, but there was, we were just really, there was a lot of pressure on us as well, I think, as well, because record company, second album, and there was a pressure on ourselves to, be, to make something good and to, to make something original. And um, I think it turned out that way, though. So, um, yeah, that, that's one from this Byron Bay Sessions of Pink Pills, Snow White Line. It's a kind of surreal love song.
So the next song I've chosen is probably the song that uh, all the Mavises were remembered remembered for, and it's, it's I'm, I'm lucky to kind of have this song because um, it's one of those songs that is stuck in people's in people's consciousnesses. What's what's the word? It's 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 part of um, Australian music history. So it was um, a crossover hit for us, and this was I would always mainly written by myself, like, as a, as a songwriter. Um, I'd occasionally write with my sister early on, co-write songs, but um, the, I was with Mushroom Publishing and they'd put on these um, things at Michael Gadinsky's house in uh, Mount Macedon where all different music people from all around the world would would go and um, and co-write together. And they would put you together with certain people and you just wander off with a glass of something in the morning you'd stay there and, and you'd, you'd get into the liquor cabinet and find a little hill or buy a pool or something and, and co-write songs it was all kind of new to me but I was up for the challenge sort of thing because um, it was it's another creative thing to do so I got put with um, Ga- uh, Barry Palmer from Hunters and, Collect- Hunters and Collectors and he was strumming I didn't know this till years later but he was strumming That's Entertainment by uh, Jam and he was strumming that when I walked down the hill and I had my notepad and my guitar and I said, what's that? That's great, let's, let's work on that. And so I continued writing chords and came up with the melody and the lyrics and um, Cry was born. <laughs> but I didn't find out until later that my friend Cal was hanging out with him the night before and he was playing That's Entertainment. So that's, they're the same chords, I think, the 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 first two chords, but um, so the record company loved the song. I I thought it was um, kind of cute, but I, I didn't really think it was that great until we went to record it. And I, my our producer and Cal and I would st- stay up late in the studio, and um, we came up with the with the vocoder. We got the vocoder out and did some counter melodies, and my sister and I laid some harmonies, and we had this new synth, which was the Nord. And we just got the first preset that we found on it, number 44. A sort of sound. And somehow the song all of a sudden came to life, I think, with for me, um, sonically, with all the harmonies. and the. Um, so we just took it as blissful and as um, as we could. And I, in the mastering, I, I insisted on going to the mastering and turning up the sibilance on, on, the, and on that. So it was totally like a... A sizzle kind of sound, and um, it's it's held up well. I think it does. Also, one of those songs you can just strip back and sing on guitar, but particularly with harmonies. It's also um, it's kind of a it's a, it sounds like a really sweet song, but it's actually kind of like bitter. It's kind of a little bit mean <laughs> because I I remember I um, had a girlfriend at the time that was living in a different state. I was just um, thinking about, yeah, around, around that time we both, we went on tour together, we both dumped our boyfriends and went out together for <laughs> this wild few years and um, Fiona had to always leave and would be in tears and stuff and I'd, I'd be kind of like, we had this, yeah, great relationship, we'd, we'd fight a lot, we'd have fun and stuff and I would kind of, I guess like, I can make you cry but I really don't want to. It's kind of sarcastic and mean as well. So it's like um, happy, but yeah, bittersweet if you listen to the lyrics. <laughs> so um, 
the Mavises cry.
The next song I've chosen is uh, Burst Into Space, which I wrote uh, for the third album um, around 1999, I guess that came out. The album actually came out after we broke up, so we broke up as a band. Uh, there was a bit of a process. Yeah, that's a bit of a long story, actually, for another time. But um, again, I like this song because it's kind of classic. Mavis has all, all the elements of the uh, quite tribal drums. Um, my sister does some great harmonies in there. She does strange harmonies. And also we, we used to do a thing where I would sing the higher one and she would sing the lower one, which kind of, as a male-female thing, it sounded as a very effective. Um, and she would do that like at the end of crawling, crawling. She does this low, low one where I go up higher. So yeah, Fee. Fiona, this song's for you, and I still love you. <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was a bit, of, it was a bit of, you know, breakups. There's like this bitter, bittersweet thing, and it, it's immortalized in a song. All, all these years later, I'm, I'm very dear friends with this person, or they're like family. But Fee, you're immortalized in quite a few of these songs. A classic Mavis's track, Burst Into Space.
tasted your magic, but I couldn't see it through. I've cut off my own wings, watch me crawling, crawling. I've lost in your space, but I don't know what to do. Hi, I'm Matt Dole, and you're listening to And This One's Introduced By. The next song I've chosen is a song called Coming Home, which I actually co-wrote uh, the music with two of my friends, uh, Simon Austin from Frente and Royce Doherty, who he did a project called Kiva. He has a really beautiful voice, he's a beautiful songwriter, and Simon the same. Like, And we were a little gang for a while, we really appreciate each other's music, and we'd just hang out together and... St Kilda and um, write songs and stuff so when we were writing songs for the next album I thought I'd co-write some songs with them and we went went to Aries Inlet actually and rented a place um, and we'd just drink and I, I remember cooking writing this song and um, Simon and I were coming up with the chords and stuff and Royce I think I wrote the lyrics and the melody and collaborated on the chords and um yeah, Simon has that beautiful. We worked really well together. It was one would sort of come with this, and what about this sort of thing, and it just comes up with a different, a different um, thing. And I always find that writing with Simon that we just egg each other on for just a beautiful little um, heartfelt melody, or just something we'd had the same appreciation for for just songs. I'm missing the demo, eating self sourcing chocolate pudding, and in perfect falsetto. <laughs> And um, I've got that demo somewhere. But um, we ended up, um, this along with um, the previous track, Burst Into Space and the Mavis's third album, we we, we picked um, Mark Saunders to mix, produce, or co-produce. He mixed the album. Oh, I thought he did a really beautiful job at at mixing the track. It's, it just um, brought, out, or brought the song out together um, beautifully, the harmonies and it's uh, just a perfect mix. I remember him, we didn't even ask for any changes in the mix. It just came back and it's like, yep, it's, it's perfect. It's got a little dub element to it as well with some of the, the reverbs and that. So Coming Home by the Mavises. Yeah. 
songs is called Drive. Uh, I remember writing this song in St Kilda really late at night. I think I'd been out clubbing as well. And it's written, I'd sing really quietly. So, and it's really high, in a high whispery voice. And I wrote this song and just um, put it on a little cassette and then sort of forgot about it. I thought, is it, uh, I, I was a bit off chops or something. I don't know. I was just one of those late night songs. And I played it to my sister and she's like, got to do that song, I've got to do that song, I love that song, I love that song. And to me it was just a little ditty, but um, she insisted we do it, and so we get, went to play it, and I've, I'm singing it in a really high voice, because I was trying to be quiet. So it was quite difficult to, to sing live, because it's just quite falsetto. But um, the I really love the way it turned out, and it's the closing track on the Mavis' third album, and Becky again does some beautiful harmonies, and she does that lower harmony, so I'm going up and she's doing a lower one. I think we built it each chorus, so there's maybe it's maybe a four four or five part harmony towards the end. Um, Beck was adding more higher ones, and then it's just um, a nice, beautiful mix, I think, that Mark Saunders did. It's, it's, it's got ABBA vibes to it, and um, it's called Drive. It's still one of my favourites.
Okay, the last the last Mavis's song I've chosen is called Don't You Ever. We were in the studio uh, remixing a single for an, another single mix, but and there was a piano in the in the studio, and in my head I had this, this song idea, and I said to our drummer Andrea, she played a little bit of piano. I said, can you just help me write this song? I've got I've got it in my head, and I need to get it out. It was, I think it's about about loneliness, just always feeling lonely <laughs> your whole life, really. Uh, um, which I don't feel lonely anymore, but um, thanks to my dogs. I think I'm a dog person. But um, the track, when we recorded the track, we we kept the piano vibes and we really stri- stripped it back. And I was having trouble singing it in the studio because it was a very delicate song and it's sung in a lot of falsetto as well. So I, in the end, we, we asked Andrea's father, who is a pianist, to come down to the studio and he played it in the other room and I sung it live in the control room with a microphone so not in a booth with with the band sitting on a couch and I was sort of standing behind them and we did a live take and I, I think it sounded beautiful uh, it's called Don't You Ever Jump 
song uh, One Step Out I again I, I was after the Mavises broke up I started working on a solo record and Andrea our drummer was, was helping produce that with me with um, Kelly our producer as well and um, as it we, we, songs were I was writing songs and co-writing songs as well um, we decided to turn it into a duo um, which we played around a little bit called The Beatles we never released this music but it was it was pretty much a solo album, but it didn't really know what it was. <laughs> it was my solo album, but with a lot of help with um, from from other people, um, with like recording and stuff like that. Um, and edit this. So this album kind of sat there. So I had this 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 album that really didn't fit in anywhere because shortly after that I started another a band. Um, and Andrew went off and had a baby, so I had this album sitting there for for years. It was like a gap in my um, songwriting history of, of songs that I think make more sense now. So I I actually went and found that album and um, put it out as a solo album that never really came out. I put it out over the lockdown, so it was only released oh, maybe twenty 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 one or something, but um. I decided to name the album after this track, which is called One Step Out, which um, was inspired by a story of, of an ex who told me that um, they were, vis- were visited by aliens in the middle of the night and woke up, and I kind of had some similar strange experiences with um, things I've seen over the years. I don't know where they're from, <laughs> whether they are technology from here or from other dimensions or, or, or things, but um, it's also just about not fitting it. So it's, it's about walking your own path. Um, One Step Out by Matt Doll. Don't 
I've chosen because it's one of my mum's favourite songs that I've written. It's uh, it's of that uh, the lost Matt Doll solo album. Uh, it's called Sanjin Soldier. I wrote this in the early two thousands. Um, it's about an Iraqi soldier dying alone, and um, yeah, I wasn't happy about. I was, I was just post nine eleven, all that stuff was happening. Um, I was pretty devastated and what was going on and um i I put it in a song so and it's it's quite sad but andrea also had the idea of putting a peace prayer at the end a hindi peace prayer which i thought was really beautiful so we we laid that as an outro to the to the song sanjun soldier
after the Mavises and my lost solo album, I started a band called The Blow Waves, which was just a really fun, how would I describe it? A gay, taking the piss, um, disco, glam, punky, pop band. And um, it all started from a song I had called Little Bitch, which I wrote in my head, which is was a funny kind of a disco electro song. And we we kind of would take the piss out of like the village people and stuff like that and oh, and, and stereotypes and, and and just be really naughty and but also but the songs are really good though <laughs> we we put, we wear like mini skirts and and um we end up touring in in Europe and UK and uh, went to Copenhagen and Berlin and stuff like that and did did a great fun tour and we were a real gang of of friends um five guys which we remain friends and we just had such a laugh and it was great after after being in the Mavises which things got so serious with record companies and this was just a laugh the whole time but the songs um were really good so it was like it would seem like a novelty act when we'd come on stage because we we sort of all had a look of wear hard hats and little shorts and John our bass player would dress up like a leather bear and Jamie would wear dresses and stuff like that and a little mechanic drummer with these tats and in undies and and um Byron on with like Motley Crue high heels and on the synth. So but then we had these songs that were were, were beautiful and funny. Some were funny but but this is one of the ones that I thought was um like it's kind of like a ballady kind of electronic elements to it as well. But um this song was um I guess it's about being too scared to make commitment to 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 fall in love, just holding back. Uh, it's called "Beginning of Love" by the Blow Waves. Panic going on the ground 
Attack of the Puppet People is one of my favourite Blowwaves songs. It's um, it's it's classic Blowwaves, and it was inspired by me seeing people coming out of Revolver the next day <laughs> off their chops, and there'd be a pet store, and people would be off off their head after going on and buy animals. <laughs> or there'd be like tweakers and you know twitches and tweakers on a Sunday morning, and I you know I've been there as well, but. It was like um, sort of malfunctioning AI <laughs> people <laughs> the next day after clubbing. That's kind of got the idea of of, of the song, but it's um, there's some funny lyrics in there. But uh, it's called "Attack of the Puppet People." I don't want to go out tonight. I'd rather stay at home in bed. The starless and the moonless sky. Clay, the fifty-foot woman, 
next song I've, I've chosen is a song called Treachery. Uh, I wrote this around 2010. I was working on a uh, like a six-track solo EP, but my sister was visiting at the time, and she's such a um, um, she's my biggest fan, and, and she was she was listening to the songs, and she was she was going to fly back to America, and I just said, "Do you want to sing on the songs?" She's like, "Yeah, I've already worked out harmonies and stuff." So literally, she put down all the harmonies to the, the six tracks. Um, I think it was five or six. I think it's six tracks. Um, like a couple of hours, just one take before she left. Then she went off to the airport. And we just mixed it from home. So that was like a little EP that ended up becoming Matt and Becky. So it wasn't just Matt. And then I, um, that was, I was a press on CD thing and, and we um, ended up doing some, when she came back again, a couple of gigs and stuff. And, um, but then I re-released it properly as the Mavises. Um, I think last year as well, or during the lockdown, you know, all this music that's goes under the radar that, that um, on reflection is, is really good. And um, this song is, it's like I'm, 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 I'm a, a delver into conspiracies and, and conspiracies, conspiracies and, and I, I like to put it into songs. Um, so this song is, I'll just say it's, there's two Titanic conspiracies. So I've rolled both those into the song and I've also tied in the Federal Reserve Bank, which is tied into one of those conspiracies. So I have to work out the lyrics. It's called, called Treachery.
Searching for Zero is the uh, title track of that EP, the Mavis's, the Matt and Becky EP. Uh, this is another one that my sister insisted that we do, and she'd already worked out her harmonies, and uh, beautiful. And um, I think the lyrics speak for themselves. I, I guess it's just um, following your own, not following the crowd, really, um, questioning things and um, looking for your own centre. It's called Searching for Zero. Plastic couples, pretty lies, scientific alibis. Do you listen? Are you still standing in line?
So I've chosen uh, Not Gonna Die. It's one of my favourite songs. Again, chosen by my sister. She's like, she loves that song. And so um, after the, the blow waves broke up and um, Byron, Byron and I, my partner, musical partner and collaborator, we formed a, a band called Video Video, which is like a very, we, we wanted something really synth, um, 80s inspired. That was just what was coming out anyway, naturally when we were recording and we um we actually did a demo of a song and Sony Greece heard it and they signed us to a, to to a record deal over in Greece and the the Balkans and all these strange countries anyway we released that song and um it we did a video clip for it and everything and got like medium rotation on MTV over there and people were saying we we We've seen you in Greece. We've we're hearing you in Greece. And we're like what, what, what? So it actually took off. And then um, the the guy from the record company said, "Oh, we've got money for you." I was like, "Great, okay." This, things are happening over there. And then they had that crash. It was around um, twenty. When was that? Twenty twelve. Twenty. I'm not sure when it was. Twenty nine. Two thousand and thirteen. Nine or ten. I'm not sure. Anyway, we've lost all your money. Blah blah. blah. So anyway, I've been ripped off by every record company in the world, so that's kind of good um, claim to fame. But anyway, we continued doing that music. We, were, we continued writing an album. Not Gonna Die was was one of the tracks. The album came out in 2015 on an indie label, and we kind of caught this synthwave thing was happening, and there's a lot of um, people making sort of 80s sounding stuff, and we sort of got lumped into that. But it was good because we were... We were using hardware as well as software. We were using old synths, and I think our stuff came out quite grand and epic. And um, I've chosen a couple of tracks from from Video Video, and um, we, we've got a third member, Matt Matt Sigley, who joined us um, uh, three quarters of the way through the album. So he he added um, some synths and some vocals and a, a track as well. Um, but this song's called "Not Gonna Die," and it's uh, I tried to capture that that sort of moment where you are high as fuck <laughs> in, in, in any kind of way and um, that moment is never going to end and you're, you're not going to die it's kind of, it's, it's kind of the the chorus is captures that moment but I think the verse is, is the, the fallout effects so video video not going to die Kiss me for another 
Flames is, I think, the uh, the pinnacle. It seems to be the the favourite track of our album, which is called Planet of Storms. Uh, I co-wrote this with Byron. At the time, I think we were watching The Walking Dead. There's a lot of zombie movies happening, and I was like, I think I sort of subconsciously wrote like a, a love song, sort of inspired by like 28 Days Later and um, The Walking Dead. You know, the people, someone's died and they're still haunting that person and the world's ending and so it's like an ap- apocalyptic love song and I really love the way it's turned out and um, it's uh, yeah we, we it's released through Future 80s Records um, and this was around the time that Matt I think Matt joined so he put this beautiful Juno synth in the in the choruses which I love which really really um, finished the song off beautifully and we and we added some harmonies and stuff but um that's one of my great collaborations with Byron and John writing. Video, video, flames. I'm in the dark, waiting by the telephone. 
the next song I've chosen is a song called Sister Shadow. Um, I'd been writing and for the last previously um, a lot with synths and um, beats and stuff like that and working melodies or, or writing on bass lines and stuff like that. And I wanted to, again, go back to writing on guitar. So I went and bought a 12-string acoustic guitar. It was kind of like went back to how I kind of started with the Mavises and and um, wanted to do an EP incorporating some of the electronic stuff but having that sort of glistening acoustic sound in the background as well. So I did a little EP called Night Flight and this song is dear to me. It was a little ditty I was just working on, just the chords. I thought they kind of sound a bit Mavisy as well, like it's a, a, a three four kind of thing. I think it is. Um, maybe not. Ding, 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 ding. Anyway, my dog. I had a dog called Charlie, a Miss Chan. She was a, a Weimaraner cross lab or Rottweiler. I'm not sure. She was like very naughty and very. Um, she was always there. She loved music. We'd rehearse and she would just sit in the middle of all the amps and whatever we were doing and whatever I was late at night writing. She'd just be there, my little shadow, and um. I found out she just, all of a sudden, that she didn't have long to live. We found a cancer in her and had the vet, and she, the vet said, I'm sorry. And and so um, I didn't have much time with her, and I I just lost another dog, Cherry, sort of a year before. And so this, this song came out, and she was sitting beside me when I was writing the song about her. And the song is kind of like um, Sister Shadow, which is her, but also her shadow waiting beside her. And just to have her there listening to me write the song. So when she passed, I just that was when I decided to go and record the EP. And um, it was hard to sing <laughs> in the studio, but I think it came out really well. And I recorded it with Adam at Toyland, and we did four tracks. And um, I've chosen this track as one of my favourites, Matt Dole, Sister Shadow. Ah 
Last song I've chosen is uh, Madol, 1984. Uh, around 2017, I have a friend called Timothy Spanos, and I've been in a lot of his films. He's, he's, he's made some a lot of independent feature films, um, one called Prisoner Queen, which I played a, a Christian flute drag queen in. <laughs> he, he, he tricked me into it. He said I was playing another part, and he's like, Actually, you're not. You're playing this. So you just throw me in the deep end of, of things. I, I played like a, a some little bogan um, in footy shorts that gets picked up by someone. He, 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 every a gay hairdresser. He'd throw me all these strange parts. But anyway, and then he'd, then he'd get me to. So have you got any music for the film? So he'd get me to write songs for his films, or I'd I'd have demos lying around, and he'd, he'd put them in his films and stuff like that. Um, and a few years ago, he said, I'm, I'm writing a film called Throbbin 84, which was inspired by one of those compilation albums. It was um, from the 80s. It was like In the Sun 82, Throbbin 84. I was like, had you know hits on it from 1984. So I said, can you write a theme song for my film? And so I just wrote sort of like, sort of a George Orwell with a, a, with a bit of humour in it track. And so I, I, I just sent him the demo, and he, he used that for his film. I didn't really even finish it. It was just a rough mix. And then over the lockdowns, I was I was going through songs, and I, I revisited that song, and I thought, this would... I, I, there's a couple of tracks that seemed to fit together. And they were... I, I sort of mixed them a bit more, and um, there was a, a cohesive EP. So I, I did an EP called The Secret People and released it just about... 12 months, a little less ago, and this is the opening track um, called 1984 uh, by Matt Dole.
I'd just like to say uh, to Paul, Dr. Gonzo, Paul Elliott, you are a legend in Melbourne and I was always, I always looked up to you because I was, you know, my, my band, we grew up in, on, in Brunswick Street really when we first moved to Melbourne and it was iconic, polyester records and polyester books and what you were doing was, it was like a go-to place, it was a meeting place, it was a, a risque place, <laughs> it was it was it was groundbreaking. Yeah, I remember. Um, I think it was in 1995. It was an outdoor gig, and we were like we were playing outside Polyester Records, your shop. And there's photos of it somewhere. I will have to dig up. Um, 
But I remember Debbie Dinosaur, another one of my musical heroes, musical genius. Funny mind, she was working for you. And um, yeah, I think it might have been Brunswick Street Festival or something, but we were linked to, we were played right outside the store and it was just one of those wild, wild times where the crowd's just right there, just the microphone. Some of the best times ever. And um, you're always just focused doing your thing. And I just found that when I see someone doing their thing fully, I think it's it's really amazing. And it just it's really, it really sticks with you. And I just want to thank you for um, bumping into me and asking me to do this because I was literally thinking about all my songs and where I was going to move forward. And I thought it would be nice to just put a bit of a retrospective of as a songwriter, because I've done a lot of stuff in different bands, to to um, put it together and then sort of move forward to the next stage of my life, the next 50 years. <laughs> but um, so thank you, Dr. Gonzo. I really appreciate it and love seeing your smiling face. You're eternally youthful. And um, thank you. <laughs> if we do so. All right. I'll stop that. And then- I hope that was all right. Hi, I'm Matt Dole from the Mavises. Please support Community Radio 3CR. Get involved and find out more on the website at 3cr.org.au. Thanks for listening to an episode of And This One's Introduced By. I'm Dr Gonzo and I'll be presenting another artist with another album next time on This One's Introduced By. Catch you next time.